Hello and welcome to Packers POV, a podcast that aims to shine a light on the human behind the helmet. I'm your host, Taylor Rogers, and we are here at Lambeau Field. This guest is a special one. While we have one person joining, it sure feels like three. I'd like to welcome Packers running back A.J. Dillon, Quadzilla, and the Quadfather. How you doing? Thank you very much. Happy to, happy to be on. Happy to be on. Great to have you. Now, I was a little surprised off the top that you aren't from the Quad Cities. You're actually from New London, Connecticut. And let's go there. How would people describe eighth grade A.J.? Uh, you know, they describe eighth grade AJ as uh, into everything, you know, basketball, football um, in the spring and uh, eighth grade, you know, going to camp to camp, you know, just trying to uh, keep getting better, keep getting my name out there. Uh, you know, New England and especially Connecticut is not known for, you know, producing those big time college or high school recruits straight away. So, you know, I really want to get my name out there and show people I can perform. And what was sport 1A for you at that time? Eighth grade. Eighth grade was football. But if you went a couple years before that, it would have been baseball. I want to talk about the baseball because your grandfather, your mom's dad, was a outstanding baseball player and then got a chance to play football at mm -hmm. Notre Dame, holds uh, some of the top 10 records at Notre Dame as far as receiving goes and really all the major categories. How has he influenced you? Yeah, my mother's father, uh, Tom Gatewood, played back in the 70s with Joe Theismann, uh, like first black captain at Notre Dame, tons of records. And I remember just growing up and uh, watching his highlights when they played Texas in the uh, Cotton Bowl. Me as a little kid, and I was like, that is so cool. All these fans out there. I was like, I, I wish I could do something like that. And I had no idea, you know, I'd be here today. So, you know, if there's anything. He definitely gave me a idea uh, or a picture to strive for, you know, at, at an early age. I was always like, man, I hope I can do that. And, you know, now I've done that. And so definitely a legend in his own right. Now, you had a chance to follow in his footsteps, go to South Bend. Instead, you chose to pave your own way, stay in New England, and become a BC Eagle. What's a memory that stands out to you from your three years at Chestnut Hill? Oh, man. One memory? You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, I learned so much at Boston College. I had such a great experience uh, from my coaches, from the fans, even just walking the halls and friends that had nothing to do with football. But, you know, I, I'd say all in all, um, we had that red bandana game every year at Boston College. I'm not sure if you know about it, but it's uh, to honor uh, Wells Crowther. He, he was a lacrosse player uh, working at uh, the World Trade Center. Uh, during 9-11. And, um, you know, obviously everybody knows the tragedy um, that happened there. Um, but he saved countless lives, you know, went up and down, up and down the, the stairs, carrying people down. And so the red bandana is what he was wearing. And there's a long story and ESPN has a great article and uh, documentary about it. But pretty much that's uh, he had that over his face to cover from the smoke. But um, we always have a red bandana marathon, red bandana game, night game, all that stuff. And um, so it's a great time to be able to honor him and, you know, obviously pay our respects. And uh, but we played uh, my freshman year, my first time being a part of it. We had a night game against Florida State um, and we beat Florida State and everybody started in the field. And it was more than just like a football game. You could feel the passion everywhere, all leading up to the game. And, you know, frankly, we, uh, you know, really kind of handled them. And uh, that was the first time in a long time that BC's beat Florida State like that. And so we did it at home and we did it in his memory. So that's one that I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. That's got to be a great feeling at home to get a win like that. 
how do you celebrate a win like that? Yeah, uh, you know, next uh, we we went in the locker room. Uh, obviously, we're all cheering. Everybody rushed the rushed the field, so we're taking pictures. I'm a freshman, so I'm like super excited, super giddy. Never had like fans chant my name really, and uh, I think that was only like my second or third start. So super excited. Um, but we get into the locker room, and uh, we had uh, Wells's mom and dad in there, and we presented them with the game ball, and they spoke to us and. You know, it's awesome to, you know, have them in there. And we, we treat everybody like family when they come in the locker room. And obviously, Wells' family is our family. And uh, so that was an honor. And uh, we just did that and, you know, got rowdy. And, you know, we may or may not have gone out and, you know, hit a hit a couple places after that as a team. But, you know, we stick together. <laughs> so do you stay on campus then and hit the mods? Do you go out in Chester <laughs> Hill or go downtown to Boston? So I was young, so I, I was uh, I wasn't uh, able to go into the mods, but uh, you know we we went run around. I didn't know much like in the Boston yet, so we just kind of hit the bars around campus, had a good time. Beautiful. Well, let's fast forward a little bit to your introduction to Wisconsin. You come to Green Bay, and I've heard you talk about some of the adulting that took place. What was that transformation like for you getting here? Yeah, man. Uh, it was definitely it was definitely a transformation. Uh, I went to a prep school. So after New London, I went to a prep school in uh, uh, Groton, Massachusetts called Lawrence Academy. So I was a boarding student there for four years. And then I moved. I went to Boston College and I obviously stayed in the dorm for three years. So I had my I was comfortable being alone, but my family was only an hour and a half away. Like I'm used to dorms and apartments. Um, but, you know, I got drafted and I want to say day two of the draft last year was April 26th. And my birthday is May 2nd. I moved to Green Bay on May 1st. I got to Green Bay April 31st, like four days after I got drafted, four or five days after I got drafted. I was like, you know what? I'm drafted. I'm going to Green Bay. Didn't know a soul out here. Couldn't tell you left from right, Oneida from anywhere, you know? And so I just moved out here, got on a plane, Ubered at 11 o'clock, showed up in my apartment, had the lady let me in, no furniture, no water, nothing. So I'm out here, no driver's license. So the first day, I'm like calling up my like uh, my uh, marketing people. I'm like, hey, is there any way I can get some furniture? Can we do some deals? Da, da, da. So we didn't obviously didn't have OTAs and stuff, but we did have like virtual Zoom meetings. So I'm doing Zoom meetings with the team for the first time on the ground. I have no bed. I ordered an air mattress. <laughs> so I didn't have a, anything for a week. I had my birthday, which is that May 2nd. So the second day I was out there, I grabbed some wine. And I watched Netflix on my laptop and sat there in my apartment with no furniture. I was like, this is 22. This is <laughs> this is it. But, um, you know, it's awesome. And, you know, I, I've actually really, really grown to love Green Bay. And I'm not just saying that for football, just genuinely. Um, you know, I'm always here. Uh, I went to California for two months right after the season, but came back here. And then I stayed here after OTAs, um, always going up to Door County. Um, you know, I, I really do love it out here. And so I've embraced that. I feel like a lot of Wisconsin culture and, you know, I'm just I'm just enjoying my time. I'm glad you mentioned Door County. It's a beautiful spot. And mm -hmm. you actually sent out a tweet saying, I've reached the point in my life where my goal is to get the key to Door County. You now have a podium with a direct line to the people of Door County. What is your elevator pitch for how you've earned the key to Door County? All right, let me think about this one. One, the key to Door County. I mean, I, I mean, if we're going to go, I mean, I feel like it all starts, it all starts in Fish Creek. And when we start in Fish Creek, 
The people at Door County may or may not know me from Bayside, where we have a great time. I have more uh, Bayside Tavern merch than anyone, more hats from the hat head of Bayside out there, you know. And then from there, we'll go over to Husby's. And uh, if you were there, I think three weeks ago, um, there was an outdoor concert where Unity, by the way, is the best uh, band in Door County. Unity was performing and, uh, you know, they let me up on stage and I was playing a guitar and, uh, you know, I just feel like that's something you need, you know, as an ambassador at Door County, you need a guy who can rip the guitar out there and end the, end the night with the go pack go, you know, get the people going, unite the people. And so, you know, and just a good time. And, uh, I'm always up there and I'm always around. So it's, it's awesome. That's beautiful, man. I had no idea that you knew how to play guitar on top of that. All right. Well, no. Okay. So <laughs> they took the wire out of my guitar. So the sound from my guitar was not projecting, but if you're just watching the video, it looked like I was killing it. You know, I can play the part. <laughs> Got you. So what are some of the uh, skills then? Cause I think some people are dialed into you, right? You do a lot of live streams. I've seen you do card breaks. Yeah. Um, you basically have a video game platform where you are allowed to watch you play. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that people may not know that you're into? Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously hinted on the video games. Um, that's not a newer thing. A lot of, a lot of guys do that. Um, you know, I, I moved into a bigger place. So I got a whole nice like setup downstairs in my basement where I do, uh, I play all different types of games. I got a PC. So I do Call of Duty, Overwatch, uh, Sea of Thieves, et cetera. And just like, I'm not super good. I'm not like those guys getting paid millions of dollars to play in tournaments. I'm like, above average at most games so it's more just i like to connect with fans any way i can you know and so we can chat and we can also like i'll play with fans and then um card breaking i recently this off season got really big into uh the card uh trading card community and just um obviously i've been tracking down my one of one cards which which that is is there's only one card produced of that exact card in the world so i have 33 of those now so i've been doing that um but along the lines i've been uh live streaming so i live stream on the loop app it's on uh, android or apple and you can you know buy the card and open up i'll open up the boxes and talk with you and just you know have a good time once you Again, it's more about communicating with fans, not really about the money. It's more just like, you know, I sit on there and like I'll be laughing with the guys and making jokes. And it's always cool when I pull one of my cards, they'll sign it. Or I pull one of my buddy's cards and I'm like, oh, like da 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 da. So it's a good time. And I also got like some cards for, from like Aaron and some of the guys on the team. And it's just like cool to collect those, you know? Yeah, I do know. I actually got into it uh, through one of your live streams. And while you didn't open a card of yourself, you had a lot of Packers players come up, of course. And it seems to me there's a ton of engagement. You're replying in real time to people's comments. What's yeah. an example of a fan interaction that stands out to you? You know, th there's one that sticks out. I, I remember it was uh, this one guy and he was, he was buying packs uh, and a product that he knew I was in. He was hoping to get me. He was hoping to get me. Didn't get me. Right. And then he was like, you know what? There's one there's one product called Panini One. And what that is, is there's a box. It's roughly about like four to five, five fifty dollars, depending on where you look. And there's one card in it and they're normally higher value cards. And so you're hoping to get something great. And this guy hadn't pulled any AJ Dillons all day. And so he was like, Hey man, like, I don't think I'm gonna get a card. And what I do there is I sign the card. So he was like, can you just sign the box of this for me before you open it? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll sign it. I signed it to him. Um, and he was like, it's my son's birthday. So I signed it to his son. Right. And, um, we opened it up and sure enough, the one card in there was AJ Dillon. 
And it was just the craziest thing you can imagine because the probability of that is so slim. Um, but it was it was just awesome because, you know, that was for his son. And there you go. it's a great little birthday story. So awesome. That's that's really cool. And speaking of birthdays, you're 23 years old. Yeah. What are your main off the field goals you want to accomplish before May 2nd, 2022, when you turn 24? Yeah. Uh, some things I want to, you know, I mean, I guess I would just start with uh, a lot about mental health, uh, not necessarily anything over the top. I just really want to focus more on um, just like recovery is important for your body. I want to try to carve out time and be diligent with like meditation and things like that. Um, nothing like astronomical, but just like 15 minutes. I want to try to do that. Um, it's something I've been trying to work on and uh, you know, I want to get into like real estate and, um, you know, get my uh, real estate license and, you know, just be able to have multiple, do multiple things. You know, I never feel like you can never, never stop learning. So I'm just super excited. Well, I don't think anyone can say you're not doing enough. You know what I mean? You're one yeah. year into this thing and you're doing it all right now. I want to bring it full circle. If you had a chance to give some advice to eighth grade AJ, what would you tell him? You know, I would tell him to relax relax a little bit um not 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 don't put it in work don't mistake it for that not don't work hard um just relax relax the mind you know don't worry don't think every single thing you do like if you're not doing this and you won't get a look you won't play you won't make it to this level if you don't go to this school you know and i feel like a lot of times it's where guys and i see kids um from my town and at bc or going to camps and things like that, just like freaking out, like, ah, oh, like if I don't do this, if I don't do this, like the fact of the matter is you do have a lot of chances along this to, you know, develop and to get better. And so there's times where you mess up, but that that's what all this stuff is for. And you learn from it. And so I would just tell my younger self to, you know, relax, don't uh, stop overthinking. I think that advice works for young AJ and young players coming up, trying to make it. AJ, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Packers POV. Take care, stay safe, and see you next time.